Hello, and welcome to the Love is Stronger Than Fear podcast. I'm Amy Julia Becker, and this is Season 1, Prepare Him Room, Advent Reflections. I'm so happy you're here with me to consider what happens when God shows up in the midst of the eggnog, gift wrap, holiday cards, tinsel, and let's be honest, the stress and the joy of this time of year. Thank you for listening. This is the podcast for December 4th. It's called Other Religions at Christmas Time. And the uh, gospel reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8 from the New International Version. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. For this is what the prophet has written, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. The post I'm going to read today is an edited version of a post that was originally published on Rachel Held Evans' blog on December 19th in 2014. I want to note that for a couple of reasons. Uh, One, because some of you may know Rachel Held Evans was a a really important woman who had a lot to say about an evolving faith and about being someone who was willing to hold faith and doubt and questions about what it meant to be human um, intention and to do so really um, publicly and winsomely. Um, She also tragically died just a few months ago. And I really highly recommend looking her up if you aren't aware of her life and her legacy. The second reason I mention that is because this is, again, something that I wrote five years ago. So um, a six-year-old William shows up in this post. And finally, I wanted to include this post here because the Magi were almost certainly not Jewish. They practiced another religion, and somehow through that religion... They were able to discern that Jesus had been born and deserved their adoration. There's no indication that they became Jewish or that they became Christians. And yet Christians celebrate their insight and their faithfulness at Christmas time. And it all prompted me to think about our own posture as Christians towards people of other faiths. So that's what I'm going to be reading about today. Should I put an X through Hanukkah on our calendar? Our six-year-old son William asks when we turn the page to December. I try to hide my surprise at his question when I reply, why would you do that? Because we aren't Jewish, he says. Noah and Sarah at my school are Jewish. Noah's grandfather even changed their name because he thought he might not get a job with a Jewish last name. I turn to face him. His words intended as a simple statement of fact about the different holidays celebrated among his friends, bring me back to history classes 
where I learned how Christians persecuted Jews for centuries. His words bring me back to the first time my mother told me about the Holocaust and how I wanted her to stop the car so I could escape from the knowledge of such horror. His words remind me of the passive acquiescence of clubs and schools and communities that denied entrance to those without Protestant qualifications. When we turn the calendar to December, I'm usually looking for ways to teach my children about the religious underpinnings of Christmas. For them, it all blends together in a happy conglomeration of presents and carols and lights and cookies and nativity scenes, and I try to make sure that the story of a baby born in Bethlehem as a gift to the world doesn't get completely overshadowed by Jingle Bell Rock and Santa and Home Alone. I even try to connect the two, the secular celebration and the spiritual message that God cares enough about our everyday lives, including the food we eat and the clothes we wear and the fun we experience, to enter into it in the form of a child. I have been expecting questions about Christmas, but I haven't been thinking about Hanukkah at all. William's simple statement makes me realize I haven't talked much about other religions with our children, and the particularities of our Christian practice flare up when I think about William comparing himself to Noah and Sarah. In this season, I want to affirm what we believe about Jesus. I want to introduce my kids to a God who is both personal and public, a God who hears their prayers about being afraid to go down the slide at school, and who cares about the systems of injustice and oppression in this world. And even as I uphold this peculiar and particular faith, I want to teach William to engage his friends and teachers with different faith backgrounds and commitments with deep respect. I see three options. One, I can avoid the topic altogether and pretend that faith is private enough that it doesn't affect our relationships with friends. Two, I can relinquish everything that sets us apart as Christians and only talk about the values we hold in common with other religious communities. Or I can try to uphold the particularities of faith in a God who came to earth, a God who invites us to participate in a story of healing and grace and wholeness for all people. As Diane Eck writes for the Pluralism Project at Harvard University, pluralism is not simply relativism but makes room for real and different religious commitments. Pluralism is the process of creating a society through critical and self-critical encounter with one another, acknowledging rather than hiding our deepest differences. I choose pluralism with some measure of fear and trembling. The only way I will teach my children not to repeat the abuses of the past is if I live out our faith as a way of humble, sacrificial love. The only way Christianity is good news for the world is if Christians live the Christmas message all year round. This message of a baby born in a stable. This message of peace and hope and joy. This Jewish baby, born to a Jewish mother and father, visited and honored by men from the East, who almost certainly were not Jewish themselves. For William, it isn't so complicated. He stands in the kitchen, pen in hand, poised for my directive. Sweetie, you don't need to cross out Hanukkah on the calendar, even though we aren't Jewish, I say. We want to support our friends' celebrations, just like they support us when we celebrate Christmas. A week later, I sit in the audience at Williams School's winter concert. He and his friends sing an old shaker carol about the lamb, 
They offer an African-American spiritual about Emmanuel. They sing a Hanukkah song with a Jewish student reading a history of the holiday. They perform a fun and silly round, complete with hand motions, inviting the light to come in during winter. It is a celebration of tradition, history, music, and religious diversity. The music honors each tradition without pretending they are all the same. And for a moment at least, we celebrate all together. Thanks for listening to Season 1 of the Love is Stronger Than Fear podcast, Prepare Him Room. For more information, including a free PDF version of Prepare Him Room, go to www.amyjuliabecker.com. While you're there, you can also find out about Amy Julia's books, White Picket Fences, Small Talk, and A Good and Perfect Gift, and when she'll be speaking in your area. Thanks again for listening, and please do consider reviewing this podcast wherever you got it, and please share it with someone else who might enjoy it.